Welcome back to the weekly inebriated scriptural exegesis and source study, or Wiseass, a production of the Oklahoma Atheist Godcast, the most drunken Bible study in all of Oklahoma County, and possibly the only one that takes the Bible exactly as seriously as it deserves. This week we'll be doing the Book of Job, part three of three. Enjoy! Did you guys already talk about what you're drinking this week? No. Nope. Oh, sweet. No more you with mine. No, we were, we were waiting for you. Yeah, I'm drinking Modite, or Modite, or Maudite. <laughs> One of those four pronunciations is bound to be close to correct. It's the French It's the French word for damned. Yeah, so it means damned. Very good. It's damned beer, and it has a picture of the devil on it, which I showed you guys the other day, right? Yes. Is it damned yes. good? It is damned good beer. <laughs> and it seems appropriate because, you know, this this whole book is about the adversary and, you know playing a, a role directly in the lives of these characters. So, Makes sense to me. It's the, f- the first appearance of the, <laughs> the Satan as a character in a story. So I thought I'd get the bottle with the, with the devil on the front. All right. Um, I'm drinking the Snake Dog IPA from Flying Dog. And it will definitely go on my rebuy list. I like this IPA a lot. I haven't had any Flying Dog yet. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. I've had that. I quite like this IPA. Sweet. I must say, I haven't had anything else by them. I just happened upon this one, and I I very much like this. So. Off to the, the liquor store. So <laughs> what about you, Abby? What are you drinking? Um, I just finished a double bag by Long Trail. Um, okay. it's, It has two cows on it showing their udders. Ah. Double bag. Uh, okay, I guess that's that's the best thing it could have possibly shown. It's like seven percent alcohol or something. Even better. But I finished it, and now I need to pour some gin or something. Yeah, yeah me too. Not Mine, gin, but something. Mine's a full pint, so it'll be a while before I run out. Yes, I I have I have a growler. I have a growler of the Swamp Hidden Midnight Oil Oatmeal Coffee Stout from mm. local brewery down here in Gainesville. Sweet. Delicious. It stands <gasps> up on its own. You don't even need a glass. <laughs> it took all the alcohol. And Chaz? I'm drinking a Hogarden. That stuff is brewed in the town of Hogarden. Well, I'm glad you can pronounce it. It has the pronunciation on the six-pack now if you look inside of it. Oh, I'm too busy. <laughs> you just grab the bottle out. <laughs> what? It actually, like, like if you if you uh, empty a six pack of of Who Garden, it actually has a little Who Garden like right across it. Just like for people like us that don't know how to pronounce it, it's right on there. I just found something called Cat Daddy Carolina Moonshine. You just found that in your fridge. In the. <laughs> Covered. I will nice. be tasting it. Wow. Forty percent alcohol by volume. Whoa. All right. Not a beer. Well, yeah, a that bit. should work. All right. So Job. Oh yeah, yeah. Where are we starting? Twenty nine. Job. Yes. Yes, I believe so. I apologize in advance because all of my notes were taken on paper because I was listening to the audio Bible. <laughs> and uh, I know how that is. Yeah, 
So I, I scribbled a bunch of notes on a piece of paper that are not in the document. So I will interject randomly, probably. My first note is at chapter 30, so. Apologies if I randomly get cut off. It's storming here. Oh. Um, or if there's thunder in the background. If we lose Jason, it's because of God. Yeah. <laughs> Thor, in particular. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was, I was very vague uh, in my use of the word God. Yeah, it's got to be a God of thunder. <laughs> It is, definitely. Thunder wouldn't actually, you know, knock out the electricity. The lightning would, but that's okay. We'll give it to Thor. So, Abby, you like Chapter 30? Oh, I never uh, said that. No, no, no. That's I, not me. I did. Somebody said 30. <laughs> Somebody's clicking on it, and then somebody else wrote it. Oh, okay, we're going to have a little cursor battle. I see how it is. There you go. <laughs> oh, that. my God. Take that. Oh, I... <laughs> uh, so, Chaz, right. what do you like about Chapter 30? <laughs> <laughs> well... It was the first time where he felt like uh, he felt honest to me. Like the, the first, the first uh, few chapters of this poem was starting in chapter four or five. It it was just back and forth, back and forth. It it, it didn't really seem to make any hate. It didn't really matter. But at this point, he seems to ask, uh, really, there's got to be a reason for it, and, it, and it, it seems to translate further than just him. And more into the problem of evil, and so that's why I start to like it. Or maybe I'm wrong about that. I listened to it on the audio. And that's that's when I started. You can't be working. wrong to like it. <laughs> well, no, that, but that's when I thought it, it started really um, getting to the point where he's honest about how, his feelings towards God hmm. or his uh, position in life. That's a very interesting point. He, refer- he calls God ruthless, and he says he's being right, like, right. sort of unjustly attacked. It's like the climax is his speech. Yeah, he's, he keeps saying, I cry out, but you don't answer. Which, you know, you can just feel that God's building up some wrath at this point in the background. But, but it also <laughs> seems really worked. Like, uh, you know how we say uh, the this middle part is a lot older than the, the chapters that hug them. Um, this one seems like um, you know a problem that people have been thinking over and over again, and, and it seems really well worked to me. A lot of revisions. Hmm. So you feel like it was very carefully crafted and edited. Yeah. Hmm. So speaking of the crafting of it, I had a question about verse twenty-eight in Job thirty, where it says that he is a brother to dragons and a companion to owls. And I thought owls. Wait. That's 29. That's 29. 29. I apologize. Yes. And I thought that was kind of a strange... What's the word? Juxtaposition, maybe? Dragons and owls? Jackals. Mine says wolf. Okay. The Hebrew must be obscure. Yes. We've got jackals and... We've got jackals and wolves and dragons. Oh, my. Yes. (laughs) I think he's making a... And owls. I think he's making something about being lost in the desert and, like, his skin's peeling off. My skin is black mm. upon me, and my bones are burned with heat. Yeah, right. So having a pretty bad day. You see, when I heard it, it was dragons, and so I thought, like, these dragons are just being vicious with them or something. <laughs> but yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, dragons. Mine says wolf. Yeah, and now I'm looking at the NIV, it's jackals. So. Can we all agree on owls? Yes, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. owls. <laughs> oh, so wait. the owls because you're staying the, um... at night, you know? It might be ostrich. No, it's it's tannin oh. again. It's that tannin like we saw before. Mm-hmm. Huh. The, the dragons part, I mean. Oh, right. is it? 
Tenin? Yeah, yeah, it's Tenin. Oh. Or it's a different Tenin. Looks like the same it's one a, to me. It's a reference to the Canaanite legend. Yeah. As they are Canaanites, pretty much. Dragon, serpent, sea monster. We'll hear about more more about sea monsters here in a bit. Yes. Oh, yes. Let's get to that. Well, not yet. Well, no. I don't want to rush. No. You don't want to miss the childish fusions of some bombastic rabbi, because that's some good stuff. And the perfect, <laughs> pitch perfect, absolutely correct characterization of chapters 32 to 37. I've got to give it to Bern, Bernhard Doom. Doom. <laughs> Doom. Yeah. This, that guy, um, he's the guy who came up with the theory that um, Isaiah was written by two or three people. Mm. He was uh, one of the old school scholars. I think he's right about that. And he's certainly right about this. Elihu is clearly some later interpolator trying to get his, his six pence in. <laughs> his shekels in? Yes, his, exactly. It's just so... It's it's so obviously discontinuous. And, and it quotes the earlier text, but doesn't bring in any Job text. You know, it's just it's just mm-hmm. basically like, I'm a young man, but here I'm going to go off for a while. And, <laughs> oh, God. He takes a chapter to begin his speech. And it's all unnecessary. Like, it's all stuff that he basically says the same thing God says. Right. It's all like, God is, what do you know? You're just a stupid, puny human. Totally. Totally what God says when he comes on the scene. Yeah. yeah. It's totally <laughs> unnecessary. But, but God is also the childish effusion of some bombastic <laughs> rabbi, as it turns out. <laughs> and it's all the same arguments they have for it today. Damn you for even thinking about it. Yeah, how dare you question the system that's... Look, you're just supposed to have cancer, okay? Shut up. <laughs> but you know what really sucks about that is that Job spent the first half of the book saying, no, what? not gonna... And then there's what, like, one chapter or one and a half in there where he kind of has this little bit of, oh man, you know, this is starting to get kind of rough. This and then, sucks. And wow, I didn't realize how bad this was going to be. <laughs> right, and then God shows up and is like, what the hell are you talking about? Do you know who I am? Do you know what I created? Like, seriously. Check out these sea monsters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> the idea that somebody could mistake this for wisdom, like, it just pisses me off now. It just pisses me off that people, grown people in our country, are reading this and mistaking it for ancient wisdom. It angers me. Well, some of it, I mean, the the inner part before Elihu and God show up, <laughs> I mean, has some interesting stuff. Yes. Well, I'm not going to say it's not interesting. The part where they pose the question is is good stuff. Like, why, is, why did all these terrible things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. Uh, the correct answer is, nobody in the universe cares. There is no <laughs> yeah. overriding force trying to make life just. Now you've got to go fix shit on your own. That's the only right answer, and the idea that the answer could possibly be, shut up, I'm really powerful? Like, only in an age of tyrants would anyone consider that acceptable or wise. Yeah, I was actually, because I didn't know how this ended, I kind of went into it blind, oh, and I was, you know, I was pretty disappointed with the answer. <laughs> I bet. Which was... Sea maybe. monsters, bitch! Sea monsters! <laughs> Fire-breathing sea monsters! But, uh, That's your answer. Take that. I mean, not to skip ahead, but he pretty much that's what convinces Job because his first reply is um just, I won't speak again when he says I'll speak once and not again in, in chapter 40 then he says but he'll speak twice and not again no 
I can't. Can anyone make sense of that? At 44 to 5? Maybe he's haggling. <laughs> he's just dickering. Sort of like, well, what if there's only 15 righteous people in the city? Hmm? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he says, he says, I have spoken once, and then he says, I have spoken twice. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, wait, 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 in mine, oh, sorry, the NIV says, I spoke once, but I have no answer. Or does that mean he spoke once and they gave no answers to me? Twice, but I will say no more as in... Okay, so we're in, don't we're, keep in Job four, we're in Job chapter 40, verses 5. Uh, Four and five, right? Yeah. We got we kind of clear that up, so we, you know. Yeah, I think about? the NIV is playing apologist because even mm. the KJV says, um, the KJV says, "Once I have spoken, but I will not answer." Yeah, twice, <laughs> but I will proceed no further. <laughs> it doesn't say he received no answer. <laughs> Maybe it's just a literary poetic device or something like I've said this I've tried to say this more than once I've tried to say this well I, I, I think I what you're off. saying is uh, I, I tried once and it didn't work and then I tried again and I still have nothing to say that's my take on it okay yeah just saying, I, I, I spoke once in my own defense and it, it, it availed me not and then I spoke again and still I have nothing useful to add as he's trying to get at just that you know, try, try again. I, you know, I still, I cannot face up to this mighty god with his whirlwinds and his sea monsters and his behemoths. <laughs> well, he hasn't gotten into the. Oh, I guess he, my my text reorders it a little. It puts the um Leviathan stuff before this. What? Why would your text reorder it? I don't know. It does things like that. I just. Are you still on the Oxford Study edition? Yeah, the New English Bible. No, it just does stuff. <laughs> Did it cut out the bits where he told him to gird up his loins like a man? Yes, that's <laughs> no. good. That's good poetry right there. Gird up your loins <laughs> like a man. I'm gonna henceforth be saying that to my kid before it's time to go play football. <laughs> it did give a um, interesting translation to thirty six fourteen. Which in the in the KJV you wouldn't really notice it because what is the same KJV? And their life is among the unclean? Yeah. I got defiled. In mine, it says, So they die in their prime, like male prostitutes, worn out. Ooh, so they have sore anuses? What, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> or in another translation, um, I don't remember what, I didn't write down which translation, but I think it was NIV. It says, their life ends among the male prostitutes. Oh, the NASB is something very like that. They are forced They're forced into sex slavery or something. Yeah, that does strike me as an unpleasant way to die. Death by snoo-snoo. Society. <laughs> oh my. Femputer, fempute. <laughs> that does not fempute. <laughs> well, I'd gone back talking well, about... Well, we were discussing... Right, we were discussing... Th- 36, 14. Sea monsters come up out of water. Oh my god, they do. Do they ever? <laughs> you put in these these random segues, and I'm like, shit, how am I going to edit that? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of what? 
Never mind. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's no, a no, great no. segue. Do I have to keep that now? Shit. <laughs> well, you know, male prostitutes. Speaking of coming out, <laughs> speaking got somebody got somebody out. Speaking of being worn out. <laughs> so we're talking about forty-one-one. Are we? Well, that's when so. the um, Leviathan is pulled up. Oh hell yeah! So are we at Leviathan now. So, so we we should frame this, okay? Okay. So okay. this the the epic uh, internet troll shows up and says, "You know what, Job? You're an idiot." And then God shows up and says, "Well, you know what? I'm a badass." And one of the ways that he shows off how awesome he is is obviously by this Leviathan, right? Because what better way to show how awesome you are than to make up creatures that don't exist? I mean, he's, exactly. he's almost as cool as a sci-fi writer at this point. That's how awesome he is. They didn't exist. They were dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Dinosaurs breathed fire, did they? <laughs> there could have been. No, there could have been. I, I, mean, I mean, this is the... um. 4017 is the one line that's always cited by creationists, right? His tail is rigid as a cedar. Um, and that's like the only line. They ignore... I had no idea there's two chapters about this Leviathan, or Behemoth. Well, there's two different things. There's Leviathan and Behemoth. And the thing about Leviathan, as you're reading it, you're like, what the hell is this thing? I mean, you get the sense that it swims, and it has scales, and you can't harpoon it. And then you get to the part where he breathes fire, and you're like, what the f***? Wait, I thought the Behemoth breathes fire. No, 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 that's... Leviathan's chapter 41... And and the fire breathing is in verses twenty and twenty one of f- chapter forty one. I got this figured out. Maybe he's not literally breathing fire. Maybe it's fire as a liter- literary device as consuming, and so his like the monster you know eats people. It consumes them. So that breath is consuming like fire. Maybe that's it. That, it no, that does not work. <laughs> <laughs> it says out of his I mouth try- go burning torches. Wait, do okay, they you're... both breathe fire? Uh, I can the... tell you for sure that the one in chapter 41, the, the Leviathan in, in 41, definitely breathes fire. You know what's really weird? My um, I said earlier um, in the same podcast, because we didn't record it last week and edit it together, that um, the Leviathan was mentioned earlier on. Yeah, but, in chapter 3. Um, not, yeah, but not translated in the KJV. But um, my Bible it translated it then, but now in forty one one in the famous reference, yeah. it translates it as whale. There's nothing wrong with your Bible. <laughs> what? Seriously? Whale? Yeah, it translates it is from as whale. Like for one thing, whales don't breathe fire. Also, they don't have scales. <laughs> well, insects don't have four feet, but you know. His scales are his pride. Not very whale like. Rabbits don't chew I their have, Well, rabbits kind of chew their pellets, which looks like chewing cut. I mean, I can forgive that one. Yeah. I imagine it's because... Um, I have a well, question. Bo- Does your... In my King James Version, Leviathan is not capitalized. Like, it's uh, a species of something. It's not a proper noun. It's not a name. Is any... I mean, is that... Um, It does capitalize it. But my Bible... <laughs> my Bible totally changes it around. The... It goes um, from forty. It goes from thirty-nine to forty-one, and it does the first six verses of forty-one, which is the Leviathan. And um, then it goes back to forty, and does the Behemoth. And then at forty, 
after um, chapter 40, it, is, it starts with 41 verse 7 with the stuff about harpoons not in – in the text is – my Bible has it. The Leviathan gets a very short description. And mo- the big, long – all the crazy stuff is actually about the behemoth. And so I don't know why they reordered it, what grounds they used to do it on. It's very confusing. That is kind of odd. Yeah. So as as this has it, there's basically like five lines about a whale and then a chapter about the behemoth, which it's translates Where does it where does the, the subject change to behemoth? It's introduced at forty fifteen. Look at Behemoth. Okay, but like at 41, it goes back to Leviathan. Yeah. Which goes it cuts all the from way through. 40, yeah. Um, so, it, like, in the in every Bible except this one, chapter 41 is about the Leviathan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all it's, about Leviathan. Here, half of it is about Behemoth because they reordered it. Based on some early manuscripts or, or what was there? I have no idea, but I mean, it makes it makes sense here because it does seem like it's describing something like an alligator, but with that breathes fire. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hate I think, those. Those are the worst kind. I think it's given that that we've we've seen this this thing that breathes fire, and is immune to spears and haberjons. Uh, we're dealing with a mythical beast here. I mean, in reality, if it was an actual reptile, it wouldn't breathe fire, and you could stab it. I mean, you, it might be a little tricky, but you can stab a reptile. It can be done. You can even stab mm-hmm. a dinosaur. So we're, what we're talking about is a mythical freaking beast, like like the dragon from The Hobbit. You know? Yeah. And and so basically, God's answer to the problem of evil is first shut the f- up because I'm really powerful, and look at these mythical creatures that I made up. So wow, good wow, very solid ancient wisdom there. I feel like Wait. I've been enlightened. But you see, his well, voice thunders, and it thunders mm-hmm. over everyone else's voice. He's so trying they to get can't... a plug-in for your favorite basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> so he can't... And what... uh, no one can have any kind of uh, argument against him. He right, can't hear it. Over right. thundering. Might makes right. That is the yeah. lesson of the book of Job. <laughs> Shut up, because might makes right. That is such a... I... I... Hold on. Bleepity bleep. That is the worst <laughs> lesson I've ever heard. I can't believe this is taught us wisdom literature to children and teenagers. It really bugs yeah, it's me. So, it's so weird that the description of Leviathan and Behemoth is the thing that finally convinces Job to repent. Because all the stuff Elihu and Job said, or Elihu and God said, Job was just like, I can't, he just like was cowed into submission. But then God describes these mythical beasts and suddenly Job was like, Oh my God, the Leviathan. I'm, I'm sorry, God, anyone who made Leviathan can't be all bad. But it's like what Damien said earlier. It's, it sounds like a political, had very political motives from a tyrant, you know? Yeah. It's just (laughs) like whatever the, whatever the all powerful ruler says, just, just shut up and do it. Hmm. But I'd guess that, Sorry, I'd guess that originally the um, the descriptions here were as a separate poem someone wrote, and they just like inserted it here because it doesn't. I mean, who's gonna say who's gonna use like 
a description of a beast is an argument. It's silly. Well, God. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was going to... What was... Job is repenting for what? His little bit of downtrodden chapter? Is this that right? He said bad things about God, I guess. Or okay. really, but I have people he really did know. <laughs> like, shouldn't... Well, yeah. But... I he didn't say I feel a whole like, lot of bad things about God. Yeah. Exactly. I, I would venture to say that if you weighed... You know, the the good things that he said to God, in spite of the fact that God told Satan that he could, you know, put it in his ass or something. Um, the good things that he said <laughs> would far outweigh the bad things. Oh, and, yeah. No, yeah. And then but he I mean, says like, this one little string of bad things, and then it's like, oh, my God, God is awesome. I have to repent. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's bizarre. I, I, I have, I, I'm struggling with what exactly Job did. He questioned that. God. I don't know. What? Yeah, yeah he's like, I, he did say, yeah. I want to speak with God because I feel like I'm being unjustly right. punished here. Which it yeah. turns out he was because Which it was, he was all on a bet. Yeah. It was right. all on a stupid Exactly bet. my point. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because, I mean, none of this was by the laws or whatever metric that God measures when he's going to punish people or not. None of this was deserved. Like, this was all just some, you know, bet that was Right, which the lesson is God punishes who he wants to punish for whatever reason, and might makes right, so shut up. Yeah. And sea monsters, bitch, sea monsters! (laughs) Now repent! Uh, Can I say that a good um, a good uh, rumination on the book of Job is to be found in Bible Stories for Adults number 46 The Soap Opera by James Morrow which I recommend to your reading. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I recommend it to you. Mm-hmm. I want to see that Coen Brothers movie, uh, A Simple Man. Is that it? Oh, Still yeah. That's that about Job. Yeah, I don't, I don't approve, but... What? You've seen it? Well, yeah, of course. Oh. Um, <laughs> of course. Of course I have. <laughs> Brian Collins is constantly hounding me to watch movies. It's so annoying. <laughs> Is that all he does? Yeah, he's like, dude, you've got to watch, you've got to watch this, you've got to watch the White Ribbon, you've got to watch The Simple Man. Yeah, I noticed that. And I'm like, well, uh, you never get to recommend anything again after The White Ribbon, but. <laughs> I, so, I, yeah. So anyway, the uh, the book there is Bible Stories for Adults by James Morrow, and the chapter is uh, cha- number forty six, the soap opera, which is basically James Morrow's vision for a rematch where Job gets another shot. Oh. It's not Job Job, it's like a new a, a modern day Job. On page one hundred and sixty five, I believe. I believe so. So what does I haven't listened listened to the lectures from have you, Damien, about if there's any sort of like do they just say it's a dinosaur or what is the actual argument? From the the other side. I'm sorry, I'm completely in the dark on this. I was just like, oh, cool, sea monsters. But <laughs> I I mean, obviously this thing doesn't exist now. So is there like an apologist argument that says? Yeah. I've well, always heard it that did exist. 
No, what their argument is, like the bits of it look like dinosaurs. You know, it's like a yeah, really but... strong, really thick creature. Okay, so Hail that's really what they argue is that it's dinosaurs. Well, that's what creationists argue. That's not what all of them argue. Yeah. Uh, more realistic apologists try to go for hippopotamus for for real hippopotamus. So that's okay. God's argument. Like, oh yeah, problem of evil, hippopotamus, bitch. <laughs> There's your answer. Take that. I, I think a crocodile might be a better. Yeah, so okay. it mentions crocodile and it mentions hippopotamus um, as an older explanation. Oh, well, they just get to change the, the rules as they go along, then. Just, well, he's right. got a tail as rigid as a cedar. Right, that would be my thing. Is a hippopotamus that obviously means brontosaurus. Does not have a tail. A, an, al- uh, an alligator and a crocodile both have very flexible tails which move around. So if by rigid as a cedar you mean floppy as a wiener. I guess. <laughs> it is also a very, very strong tale. Yeah. Right. I, I just don't think there's any point in trying to read reality into this. It's a f- mythical beast. Any, any attempt right. to make it real is just ad hoc. I guess I don't understand why they would try and rationalize it. I mean, this book says a lot of crazy stuff. Why couldn't they rationalize it? I mean, right, because it has to be all real. So, I mean, unicorn. It, it just Did they say unicorns run Noah's Ark? What? <laughs> Did they say unicorns were on Noah's Ark? No, no. It was universally agreed that there were no unicorns. Or, uh, uh, or, sat, or, or like, uh, minotaurs, or... <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, what are those called? Fawns? Did they not survive the Noah's Flood? Because they're mentioned. No, no. All the mythical beasts were given the wrong time to board. That's, oh. that's established fact. They were all told 9 a.m., but it was really 6 a.m. That's a fact. <laughs> it's a true fact. So, Job repents, right? Yes, yes, he does. Job is like, and, oh, and shit. He basically says, I'm sorry, I, should, I spoke out of turn. That's about it. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't exactly much. say what he did wrong. He just kind of repents. But he gives a good reason for Where does, repent, where does repenting. it end? 42, 1 to 6. Right, is where he actually... Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Which is how I always repent. <laughs> it's the only really classy way to repent. Did he rent his clothes? That's the important part. Or his part. mantle? I think or he did mantle. that right off. They're oh. already rent. Yeah, and he started yeah, right. that. Yeah, whenever his kid... Yeah, you're right. At the very beginning, when everything bad happened, then he started renting his mantle. Just picture him half naked through all of this. <laughs> yes. Oh, I always do. <laughs> you see, but he gives a good reason for uh, repenting. He says, uh, well, okay, you're not going to listen to my story, so no purpose of yours can be thwarted. That's his actual quote. So <laughs> I give up. Whatever. Sorry, 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 sorry. He says he's seen God with his own eyes. In verse 5. And yet lived. Where did you find that? Weird. So God was like, actually like appeared in his house and was like, hey, Leviathan. <laughs> I bet that really pissed off God. You can't look at me. <laughs> and he's supposed to only see his back parts. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, um... This is this is way off topic, but Paul and Chaz, the next lunch is at Mama E's downtown. 
<laughs> Wait, Mama E's. Mama E's soul food. Not not the original Mama E's wings and waffles, but Mama E's soul oh. food. Oh, okay. I was There's a Mama E's downtown? There is. I was going to wander on it? down to 36th and uh, Kelly. No, it's not, not Kelly, it's, not, it's not 36th and Kelly. <laughs> Do they have anything there I can eat? Probably not. <laughs> Probably uh, not. I don't know. That d- this depends on how you feel about giving me the wings while you eat the waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat some mad waffles. The seventh. So what's the deal with waffles and chicken? I don't know. It's just the southern thing. They go together. It, it if you live in a certain place, yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I have waffles. I have waffles and chicken at Katie's, and it's like it's good, but it's not like I don't know. I'm not overwhelmed or anything. I don't think. Wow, why did no one think of this combination before? <laughs> it's not like fried pickles where I'm like, why did no one think of this? This is fabulous. <laughs> Fried pickles is that kind of revelation. It is. It it's is. like, why did no one fry pickles before? I love fried pickles. Oh, it's I like, had fried Oreos. It's like the first time I had fried mushrooms. I'm like, oh, you can fry these? <laughs> <laughs> you can fry anything. Yeah, apparently, but only sometimes am I just amazed by the result. All right. So, Joe repents. The epilogue? I keep saying, all right. I need to find another segue other than Are you all right. about the epilogue? Yeah, so, I didn't read the epilogue, so, so we're, yeah. we're done with all the speechifying, right? Uh, right. Job, Job shuts up, God brags about his sea monsters and stuff, uh, and doesn't give away any science, by the way, which might have helped prove that he really is the creator of the universe, which would have been helpful. Um, Leviathan? That's proof enough to me. <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to say, I was, I was actually going to say that. Like, that would be an awesome, like... If there was a bit in there where he's like, you know, I'm awesome. I created the seas. I created the ocean, and I also created the speed of light. And he can't break it. Like, yeah, if that was in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could have put in some stuff that was like, you know, uh, and pi is an irrational number, and you can never compute its last decimal. You know, he could have done exactly. some stuff that really blew exactly. our mind, but he yeah. didn't. He just well, like, and it wouldn't even mythical like, beasts and shit. It couldn't. Uh, it wouldn't have made any sense to them, probably. But then later. Like, for us, as a developed society, would have looked at that and been like, oh, oh, that's interesting. Maybe there is some divine revelation there. Um, but no created the inverse well. square law of gravity. Yep. Oh, that would have been a good one. I would have liked that. If that was just randomly in there. I would have liked to see how they translated that in the uh, King James <laughs> version. Like, what that would have actually said. <laughs> the force that is proportional to the distance times the distance. What? Inversely. <laughs> I think it would be pretty hard they to go to head scribe. <laughs> what does this even hard... mean? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Abby. No, it'd be it would just be hard for him to encode any concept in ancient Hebrew in such a way that we actually like received it intelligibly. Unless it was like pure math. You could do it in, in terms of uh uh cubits per year. I mean the speed of light is a fixed number of cubits per year. Or, or it could be... It would just be a really big number in Hebrew. Well, the, actually, cubits aren't even specific. It was like the length of your forearm, wasn't it? Right. And well, yeah, I'll, have... I'll pick somebody's forearm and go with it. I mean, just it's still... <laughs> was there calendar year... Just the revelation correct? that light has a finite speed would have blown their minds. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It was just that it could have just said something like... Well, like you had said, thou shalt not travel faster than the speed of light or something like that. Or... There you go. Uh, every single one of those words is in Hebrew. Or even just 
light is constant. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. The speed of light, light is remains constant regardless of your reference frame. I think frame might be hard to do, but other than that... Well, you'd, you you'd have to make sure that every word was, like, amply represented in the Bible so that we'd have a clear picture of its meaning. Given that he's allegedly writing this book, it shouldn't be that hard to get all the words in there. He could have done Can that. he just poof a word into existence and all of the Hebrew people? And they'd <laughs> all just know what it means? Yeah. But the point is, he's <laughs> like, a guy. He could have made it really easy to make it clear that he knew stuff that no one knew back then. But there's nothing in God's speech in Job that indicates that he has a clue about anything. It's all just mythology. Yeah, there's a lot that, of actually the we never talked about it, but there's cosmological descriptions that they pretty much match like the beginning of Genesis with like pillars and right, which, right. which we're allowed to take as metaphors nowadays, but that's surely not how Job would take it in his cultural context. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing yeah, is just. I mean, I'm not going to say it's bullshit, but it's pretty bullshit. <laughs> you know, there could be an interesting, um, maybe not satire, but you could write an interesting sort of story about how God, how the Hebrew people are con- confused because they have this random word in their lexicon that they can't really place why they have it, and it's because God put it there. <laughs> well, you could you could write a great. I mean, we should we they should go ahead and rewrite the speech. Like relativity. <laughs> we should just rewrite the speech where God speaks to Job and he says. You know, were you the one who set the speed of light at blankety blank cubits per year? <laughs> you know, or did think so? Yeah, were you, were you the one that created the Big Bang thirteen point whatever billion years ago? You know, it's just just put all the scientific fact into that speech in the Book of Job, and first off, it would you know be more informative, but <laughs> but secondly, it would be like proving like yes, I did in fact create the cosmos, and I do know more than you. At the very least, I'm a very advanced alien. Which says something, <laughs> you know? Because I mean, right now you read it now and you're like, okay, it's just some some bloviating rabbi. He doesn't know anything. I know it should have been like the giant moths in the sky, right? And it could have been like black holes or something. To me, creating a black hole is much more impressive than a levathion. That's just me. <laughs> yes. To me, the universe is finely tuned for black holes more than it is for anything else. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in the next but, podcast with Richard Carrier. But, but as as a human. As as a, you know, when you think of the powers in a black hole, I think that's much more impressive than a Vebathion. Consider the black hole. With, exactly. With Edith, which eateth all, and even light may not escape. You can surely translate that into Hebrew. <laughs> this thing sure as hell doesn't spit torches. <laughs> and neither spits fire nor anything else. Or it could have just been like, well, you've considered the Leviathan and the Behemoth. Did you know they were once related? <laughs> Yeah, a little Darwinism would have been a pretty fascinating revelation at this point. Something about common ancestry could have blown our minds. Since they are both immune to fish hooks, we can (laughs) guess that their common ancestor was also immune to fish hooks. (laughs) And spears and haberjongs. Good call. So so Job repents in dust and ashes, yeah, all that. And then what happens next? We get this whole other narrative section. The epilogue. The epilogue. Which is more of a, uh, this is how things turned out. He was super blessed and stuff. Total deus ex machina. Totally. Uh, you're gonna, probably should explain that, though. Everyone knows deus ex machina. No, not everyone. Not even our listeners who are brilliant people. 
Um, I'm pretty sure they've all seen Lost, and they were like, what does that title mean? And they looked up on Wikipedia. Dude, I haven't. So, Job gets doubly blessed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be yeah, better yeah. if, like, he brought back his actual daughters and sons? <laughs> that would be more godlike. If he did that, it would be like, holy shit, you must be a deity. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just pretending. They weren't actually dead. Here, hold on a second. Boop, there you go. Yeah, that'd be much better. You get zombie kids. <laughs> yes. You could even have a natural explanation for that. Like we said that they were carried off by this other tribe or whatever the tribe was. Uh but really what happened is they were carried off by the tribe and then uh fed and you know like treated like Daniel, right. like they were exiles but they were like valuable exiles, so they were treated well. And, yeah. and now they're back! Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. They pull back the curtain. Here we are! Yay, we're still alive! We're slightly older. <laughs> what, Dad, what's with all the boils? <laughs> <laughs> well, then they fix them up. It's so cheap, they just make everything like... Oh, it's all better. It's yeah. All, yeah, it's like the bad rewrite at the end of a sitcom. <laughs> so you're back to It's like we get this, this shit wisdom literature where they're like, Oh yeah, look at my sea monsters. And then, as if, like, it can't get any worse, we get this shit ending. It's, like, written by some Hollywood hack. Like, close it all up. Make it all happy. You have two chapters. Make it happen. Oh, seriously. I have a question. Oh, yeah? How does an ancient Israelite count 14,000 sheep? He's not an Israelite. He's from Uz. Yeah, he's from Uz, okay. baby. Sorry, my bad. I guess the question still stands. Okay. How does a person from this time period... Count. The Semitic man in Syria, Palestine. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, did they did they have post-it notes? They make little, you know, or were they etching this out on stone or guessing? Or surely they were guessing. That's a good guess. Well, they had writing. Some people. Right, but sheep move around. It's not oh, like they went out oh, there and tagged yeah. them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like they well, were just standing they... in nice little groups of ten. Could they, like, stain them with something? Like... Oh, yeah, that's true. Stamp them. <laughs> Mark them. Who knows? Sorry. I, I was just scrolling through 42 and saw that. Wow, that's a lot of sheep. I hate to be the guy who had to count all that. <laughs> Yes. So let's wrap this up on a happy note, folks. Yay. But, you know, it can't be that happy if he's still married to that woman who's told him to curse God and die. Yeah, whatever happened to her? Apparently she's the one that bore all his new children. Doubtful. She got himself, he got himself some new ones. I hope so, because, God, who wants to be with a woman who tells you to curse God and die? Well, That's see, cool. Job's wife disappears, doesn't she? Is she mentioned? Well, no, well, but I, we can I assume that say. she's married to him the whole time. So I was going to say, in chapter yeah. 30, I think, chapter 30, chapter 31st, 10, uh, there's this one great line, which I meant to bring up. No, it's 31, verse 10. He says, if mine heart have been deceived by a woman, he's like saying, why are these things happening to me? Or if I have laid wait at my neighbor's door, then let my wife grind unto another. Oh, yes. <laughs> and let others bow down upon her. Oof. That sounds unnecessarily descriptive. Ugh. Actually, yeah. Um, well, after the, um, after the nasty thing about and may other men enjoy his wife. Um, <laughs> this is eleven to eleven and twelve are like a um, 
I'm like, oh, but that would be horrible. It's like a later um, emendation to kind of soften what he just said. Good word. They're like, they're like, this is nasty. That would be bad. He's not actually saying that. I think the word of the day is emendation. I'm going to go with that. Like the entire speech of Elihu. <laughs> emendation. <laughs> so, it's for all emendation. Job gets like double everything. He gets like double sheep, double camels, double oxen, double donkeys. Double mint twins. He gets all that, <laughs> yes. I uh so, double mint twins plus one more daughter, and then seven sons. <laughs> uh so uh oh and importantly his first daughter was named Jemima. So that's kinda cool. I like that. I like that. No, I really want waffles. Yeah, now I have the taste for Waffles. Mm, waffles. The name of Job's second daughter does nothing for me. Keziah? <laughs> that doesn't make me hungry at all. What about Karen Hapuch? I kind of like the Karen yes. part. Hapuch. I guess I could name a daughter like Karen and have her middle name be Hapuch. 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 Also, I'm so happy I mastered the sound. Did you mention that his, his daughters were super hot? Like, super, super hot more than anyone? It's kind of important. Because mm. if they were ugly, they'd be some human. Yeah, it'd be less of a blessing somehow. That's kind of, that's kind of uh, sexist. Lookist. There's a few ists going on there. Sexism in the Bible? No way! Never. Alright, so you guys got anything else about the Book of Job? She she died during the hiatus. Bullsh**. She did not. That's like a later edition, isn't it? Um, well, it's, it's, yeah, I guess it's some apologetics by the, um, you can, I, you can pretty much deal with, like, this canon, like, you know, the, the, the Bible set on topic. <laughs> which, which, are we talking about the Jobic canon? Just, like. No, oh, I'm talking about Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks for, thanks for mentioning that you totally changed the subject. <laughs> I was totally like, oh, okay, so he did get another wife. Sweet. So we're dealing with uh, uh, the apologists of Sherlock Holmes. Oh my god! Some of them treated literally. That I, I I think I do think it is fascinating that you'll see this with comic books, you'll see this with Star Trek, mm-hmm. you'll see it with Sherlock Holmes, and you'll see it with holy books. There is a process of canonization that inevitably happens in all of these areas, mm-hmm. and that Red-con. is yeah, and that is truly interesting to watch to see like this process of like who. Uh, who gains the consensus of what counts as canonical and what doesn't. You know, like in Star Trek, there's a thing where, like, if it shows up on the screen in an episode, it's canonical. So if you flash up a bio of somebody on a, you know, on a computer screen, and it turns out it's high res, and it turns out you can read everything on the screen, which wasn't the plan, (laughs) like, for the writers, but oops, it's canonical now. So that's a little little Star Trek backstory, though, for for the Star Trek nerds out there. Uh... But yeah, the process of canonization, it's a uh, basically it happens to fanboys of any genre. People who are really really into the the uh, literature will eventually form a canon. I think that's the mm-hmm. lesson. I know Star Wars had a really like a hierarchy of canonis ca- canonicity. Okay. Yeah, there is like, If it was in a book, it was in some level of canon, but the the movies were held precedent. Next time we're going yep. to go through as many psalms as the daily reading takes us through. Okay? 50. Right. It's going to be Edwards. all 50 next time? 
It's 50 because we didn't do 14 of them. I warned you. You did? Okay. All right. Fif- I don't know. You- <laughs> okay, so 50 Psalms You next warned time. me. You warned Paul. Uh-huh. We're going to go through 50 yep. Psalms next time. I um, I recommend that, that everybody just highlight the bits that you find interesting because, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of story. boring. Yeah. We don't have much it's, to say. Men that you make up a song and sing one to us when you no I'm just yeah. kidding <laughs> do some homework on like different kinds of psalms like uh, lament yeah. royal psalms yeah yeah do some background research on that stuff because otherwise it's gonna suck <laughs> yeah we have four weeks of it it might be better to actually do the background research than to do the actual reading I think so yeah I do yeah uh, reading psalms to me is actually slightly more painful than sitting through church worship where you just, just sing praise songs. Those are the dramatized psalms on Bible Gateway. They they have yeah. dramas? I think I might try that. They have actual dramas? like. Videos? Yeah, we mentioned that before you came in. Um, Bible Gateway has the entire Bible read dramatically with like music in the background. Oh. It's pretty epic. Is it really epic? I mean, is that really the word? Well... More amusing. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, then. Well, it's been great talking to you guys from Wyatt's bedroom. I hope that you all have a blessed week. Okay. Why well, right. Continent by Michael Haneke. <laughs> what? What was that? The Oklahoma Atheist Godcast is produced by the Oklahoma Atheists. The mission of the Oklahoma Atheists is to develop a community of individuals and families who value and promote critical thinking, free thought, reason, and a scientific worldview, and who seek to have a positive effect on the community at large through fellowship, rational discussion, community service, and education. For more information, please visit our website at www.oklahomaatheist.com.